That's right, it's overtime. Extra takes from our visitors, takes that didn't make it into the original episode, takes that needed an episode of their own. This is the Side Yard Sidebar Overtime. overtime. Kyle and I are golf buddies. We uh, play golf quite a bit together, have a couple other friends that are in the mix that play golf with us. And Kyle and I recently got a chance to play in Bend, Oregon. And the favorites is going to be your top three favorite courses to play in Boise or the Treasure Valley area. But before we jump into that, um, what was your highlight from the golfing in Bend? What things stood out to you that you enjoyed the most about playing some of those courses in Central Oregon? Yeah, so just an amazing trip. Um, I, I got asked by my my boss when we got back. She was like, oh, did you have a good relaxing vacation? And I don't know if relaxing would be the word because we were – what, on the go, 24-7? Oh, we were going. So yeah. 45 holes the first day. 45 holes second day. Second day with an overtime hole. Yeah. And Which, then, I mean, I don't know if you know this, Dusty. We play a little cup, nine-hole scramble. Um, lefties versus righties. So lefties Adam and I okay. um, versus him and Gavin. Gavin, on the ninth hole, drained a 20-foot birdie putt to send it overtime. Pretty clutch. We tee off. I pipe one down the middle. Zach and Adam, or in, in, in a little bit further we back. We were in a good spot, but hit an approach shot that was in the, our approaches in the front rough. So, and then we're not very far out. Hit, stick it to like ten feet. So we're like, we I mean, it's looking this. like it's over. I didn't yeah. say it at the moment, but I was like, this is. I mean, we're, I think we got this. Well, Adam chips puts it to like a foot, and we're like, okay, that's all, that, that's great. Like even so, now we've, even if we miss this, we'll go to an extra hole. I look over, I'm like looking at my putt and I just see Zach chip it and I hit it, see it where it lands. I'm like, Oh, rolls in, just drops buckets, sinks it for birdie. Yeah. And then I, and then I, then I see this twirling metal piece. I took my 60 degree and just, I screamed and what did I yell? I was just like, yeah, let's go. Or something. It might've been, it might've been like through the club in a different, uh, different, different four letter (laughs) word before. Let's go. Okay. But well, you remember that part better than I do. I was just pure, pure exhilaration <laughs> for me. And then, but it was an impressive club throw. It was, I mean, it was what, <laughs> 40, 50 feet? In the air. I used my, jo- my John Daly. No, 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 I dipped my shoulder back, my left hand, dipped my left shoulder down, and then just flung it up super hard, super high. And I did feel like I kind of flipped it, but it. I threw it way harder than I thought I was going to. And, and, and about halfway in there, you see Zach kind of like, oh. like, uh, Well, yeah, because I thought my club was going to break. I was like, oh, shoot, what did I just do? Luckily, it didn't break. So, and then Gavin and Kyle, though, had a chance for their tie, putt to make birdie. We both But miss, they missed it. They both missed it. Zach wins. I mean, just complete shift change of momentum. So that was a pretty epic time. Is this like a best ball? Where um, we did you scramble take the best one and then... Shot. Best yeah, shot, be- and then best you both ball, hit from that spot. Yeah, that's scramble. Best ball is like, let's say me and Kyle were on a best ball team. We would just play a whole one, our own shots the whole way, and if I got a par but he got a birdie, we would take the birdie. You take oh. the lowest score, but you're all just still playing your own shots. Okay. Scramble is where you both hit and decide which one's better, and then both hit from there, decide which one's better, both hit from there. See, why don't... I feel like I should come out with you guys and we can play scramble. Yeah. So if I get my one lucky shot, <laughs> we can use my lucky shot once. No, that's And then the perfect. rest of the time, I just hang out with you guys. Man, yeah. it's, it's, it's like playing scramble with Adam Casper. 
<laughs> Do not edit that out. Keep that in. No, that I, is this definitely is going this in. This is straight live. Hey, this is gold. Adam, we love you, Adam. You're a, you're a fun friend to golf with, and <laughs> we love scrambling with you. Actually, at the Young Life Golf Tournament, he we were keeping tally of whose shots we were using, and he ended up being the most. Yeah, it was him, then me, then Matt, and then Gavin. So yeah, so Ben was. Um, it was a great time. I mean, big shout out to our wives holding down the forts while we're gone. We got to go and really just relax, spend time with buddies, have some good inside jokes, play a lot of golf. Um, I've I've never done something like that. I've always seen people do it, you know, seen it on Instagram and heard people talk about it. And definitely, probably won't be a frequent thing just because of the time commitment. It's a little pricey, but you know, looking back on that, it'll probably be one of my my, my favorite golf memories I've ever had. So, um, it was amazing. And the thing is, is that it was because you travel a little bit away and, you know, you're not driving to your course playing and then maybe you have to, you know, go do some errands after go home after and have responsibilities. We could really just focus on, let's have a nice dinner. Let's have, you know, play a little cards in the camper and then let's golf. And when it came to the golf, that was the best thing about Adam on the trip. He kept us going. No, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Let's play. I've never seen someone want to play more he when it was 50, lot. what, 49 degrees in rain? And it's yeah, like, 49 degrees in rain, and he wanted it, to play. And it didn't rain you guys out? Like, you you had gloves on your hands? I noticed there was the, the, a picture the first, with The Kyle first, uh, first day end was a little chilly at the end. Yeah. the So we played 18 holes Yeah. at Juniper, then our own shots, our own scores, did another 18 holes with our own shots, our own scores. And at that point I'm tired. And yeah. I, and that's when the weather changed and it's starting to get cold before that. It was like in the fifties, not that cold. A couple times I took off, you know, was just wearing my golf shirt, some sprinkles there and there, but yeah, just little sprinkles. But then all of a sudden temperatures dropping, temperatures dropping. And that's when Adam's like nine more, nine more, because we played really fast. We were done a lot sooner than we thought. So time wasn't the issue, but for me, it was like, man, I'm already tired on day one. We have mm-hmm. two more days, and it's cold out here. But then when he said nine holes scramble format, I was like, okay, that's doable. And and my hands were getting cold, so I'm yeah. like, in in that scramble, there were several times I had bad shots and partially fatigue or cold. But do you have to pay? Like, you finish 18, then you, like, go back into the clubhouse and be like... That's a great story of this. Because so, when you're in the movie theater, you see one... You just walk into the next one. I don't know if that's quite right. I don't know if that's that's. Well, I don't, I don't know exactly what golf does. If they're checking, t- not checking tickets, you could maybe do is that. that called but a double feature for yes, golf. It is. You can't just necessarily finish and just go back up to one because they have tee times. Right. But based on the weather and you know, it was a Monday, right? Day yeah. one was a Monday. So based on it being a Monday, it was a little less people. In the morning, it was a little busier because they had some members that like always play Monday mornings or something. And at Juniper, the re-round was free, but we just had to pay for the cart fee for the second 18. Then Adam goes in and says, could we do nine more? And the guy was like, dude, if you love our course this much, no cart fee. Just go go have fun. Which I highly recommend. That's Jun- awesome. Juniper and Bend, Oregon. Yes, there's highly a, there's, recommend. There's a lot of great courses because there's a lot of great resort courses there. But that's public. That's a public course owned by the city. It's, well, that one's Redmond, actually, though. Oh, right? yeah, owned by the city of Redmond, but yeah, it's, Redmond. And it's not connected to a resort. It's just like down the freeway. It's 
Some yeah, really course. quick off the freeway. It was a fun um, course. Not very far off the freeway. That was very fun. So, next thing that I want to do is talk about bring it back to Boise and let's finish up golf with your three favorite courses um, in Boise or the Treasure Valley area. Oh, so my what I like golf courses that are unique. I think there's a lot of courses that are in good condition. Um, you might hear the term up and back, which means that, you know, holes will kind of be stacked on top of each other. You tee off, go to the green, and kind of come back the other way. So you might – you can miss left or right and be on a different hole, which can be fun at times, and there's a lot of courses that are set up that way. I like courses that kind of have unique layouts that you have to play different shots. So one of my favorites is definitely Quail um, up off, off near Hill Road, I think on 36th. We're yeah, near the roundabout by um, Hillside Junior High. Yeah, I think what makes that one so unique is that you'll hit, I mean, at least I hit five to six different clubs off the tee to different landing areas. Some are just bomb and go go for it. There's some short par fours. There's some holes you can cut the corner. There's some long par threes. There's, there's a some lot of ponds and creeks and stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's really pretty. You're kind of in this little valley um as you go up there i I really enjoyed that one during during um during the summer they get the course really good condition Um, coming off the winter most courses in boise are kind of get you know pretty beat up from this um from the winter and the snow but we we played there april yeah and it was in unbelievable shape so that they did a really good job so that's a really fun one Uh, i put that in definitely in my top three um down by my house, Falconcrest, I think, is a very popular one, kind of as you go down Cloverdale. Um, that one is a, a little bit longer course. I think it's one of the tougher ones in the area if you play from the back tees. Um, it can get really windy out there at times. So yeah, if, definitely. If, if, you, if you get the wind pumping, it's 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 tough. Not a lot of things to block the yeah. wind. And which is cool, they have a short nine-hole course. They also have a... Um, they also have a hard nine hole course, I think, which is like, yeah. Freedom course. Yeah. There's that a, is, there's a 650 yard par par five, five yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Really so the, the, the first two holes are very deceiving and then it gets really challenging the last seven. Um, so that would probably be up there. I'm going to sneak one outside in the treasure Valley jug mountain, um, up on your way to McCall. Oh, there you go. I was going to say that like that's in my top three, but it's not quite treasure yeah. Valley, but it's still drivable. Like you could drive up in the morning play it come back to boise yeah it's at jug mountain resort not very played because it's not really near something but as you get out there there's just you're in, you're out just these it's cut through the resort and the mountains there's some you know blind tee shots there's some like through the pine trees it's it's gorgeous the first holy tee off and it's what a two almost a 200 foot drop to the fairway oh yeah elevated tee boxes that par five that runs downhill after yeah. your tee shot all the way into the green is just awesome. Yeah, a really, really fun, I would say, underrated course in the area that I think even we, we mentioned to someone, they're like, well, didn't that close? And it's like, nope. And so I think yeah, it's still a there. lot of people don't know about it, which I guess... They must that, be doing well because they don't advertise that much. Yeah, like, well, I now, rarely now hear... that we mention on the podcast, it's going to become super busy this oh, summer. Oh, Jugs so. Mountain. Or I mean, excuse me, Jug <laughs> Mountain is going to be amazing. <laughs> That's a different course, Zach. <laughs> we'll we'll save that one for the overtime. But I appreciate that. On mine, really quickly, I agreed with yours. Mine was Falcon and Quail, and then my other one is Shadow Valley, except for just the front nine. Just the front I nine. love the front nine at Shadow. 
And the back nine does have a couple okay holes, but it's really tough for me. The layout, I mean, it's so tough, and it's so different from the front. Yeah. So I was going to say. What's your best score on Boise at a course? Um, 79. I broke 80 for the first time last summer at Eagle Hills. Nice. And Eagle Hills is not necessarily super difficult, but it is narrow because of houses. So there's a lot of out-of-bounds options. And so I'm really happy that, you know, that was the course I broke 80 on. I feel really good about it. Um, but it's not necessarily the toughest course. Um, but there are some holes where there's trouble. And I no. stayed out of the trouble, and it was awesome. Anytime you can shoot in the in the 70s, whether it's par 70 or not, that's that's a great score. The one I'm excited about that I want to play soon, I don't know if you'll be able to with the baby coming, but hopefully, is River Birch. Because that's a course that seems like you should be able to score on and score well, but I haven't been able to. That one's a par 73. It has an extra par 5. My best score there is an 81. So if, you know, on a course where it's par 70, I would have broken um, 80. So, you know, it's kind of the equivalent. But I want to do 79 or under on that par 73. Yeah, that's a fun course because if you get the, – the, the first couple holes are scorable. So if you get off to a good start, you know, you kind of have that feeling when you play golf of after the first, I would say, what, five holes, you're kind of like, I, I got it today or I don't. And so you have the chance to put up a couple birdies and then get to the, those extra par fives and really put up some good scores and cruise. And I think I think I shot a seventy six there last year, which is oh, one of my nice. best scores. Yeah, three ever, over but par. I th- but I think I mean, that day I was just on. Like I don't think I haven't yeah. had anything more close to that. But um, that was a fun round. I think you because even when it's an easy course, you still have to hit all the shots. Yeah. Like I have friends will go to the driving range at Indian Lakes, and Indian Lakes is a nine hole course. It's not the best it's not the worst but it's pretty basic and straightforward but even when you play that i still have to make all the shots to have a good score yeah and i will say one thing about boise that i've really enjoyed about playing golf here is that i've never been on a course where it seemed overly busy i I lived in the bay area in san jose for six years and they would you know they'd cramp people in at 10 minute intervals and it was just a really popular, you know, it's obviously super populated with not, with just as many golf courses as are here. So I've, I mean, if you go out on a Saturday in the summer, sure, it might be a little slow, but I've never been on a course where I've been sitting on a tee box for 15, 20 minutes waiting for people to play. So I think Boise has a really great golf scene. And, you know, when you can play till 945 at night, because it's still light out, it's tough to beat. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for talk- talking golf. That was awesome. After mentioning Aaron Rodgers, boo. Packers suck. It brings us to another topic for tonight, the 49ers. Yes. We, we're not going to leave the podcast. This might be on extra time. You might have to get past the paywall to listen to this, but yep. we have three Niners fans here. Yes. Let's end the night with Niners talk, and we will definitely do an episode closer to the start of the season. That's when we're going to get pumped up. We'll talk some fantasy, definitely talk Niners, but for this one, let's just get um, initial reaction from the draft. Kyle, we'll start with you. What did you like about the draft and what things are you excited with some of the off season moves? Yeah. So excited about the draft, um, where they went, um, first two picks I thought really strong, Thought Joey Bosa was the obvious pick at two, um, best player in the You're draft. You're happy with that pick, right? Yeah, very much so. I think he made the smart move at Ohio state. Um, you know, there's the controversy about whether you should came back and played or not. Once he was healthy, I thought, you know, these guys, he's given, he gave a couple years there. Um, 
at a certain point when you're not being paid and you're not, you know, you're, you're putting a lot on the line to risk, especially in football of other, of, of all the sports Definitely. in college. Um, so gets healthy, comes back in. I was a little bummed to hear this week in practice, grade one hamstring strain. Sounds like they're going to shut him down, which for is who? for Bosa. Oh God. But that's grade one's the least one, but they're going to shut him down. Smart move. Good. Yeah. Let's get him to the season. It's OTAs, right? Did he sign his contract yet? I've been wondering about that because his he brother was at- had the, um, hold out with chargers or whatever. Yeah, he was at OTA, so I assume he wouldn't have gone. I haven't heard anything to say that he hasn't. Oh, he basically he had to have signed to be doing that. You wouldn't risk Maybe. you wouldn't risk oh, okay. doing it if you hadn't. I guess. Oh, good point. Because you haven't signed. But I can't. I'm not going to confirm yeah. that. Um, I like Debo Samuel. I think he, from what I've seen in the on the, the clips and the film. Um, like a lot of the announcers say, he runs angry, plays angry, which is yes, good. that explosion. It you can see that on film. I mean, that you, stands out. You watch him, and I mean, you look back when they drafted AJ Jenkins. I don't remember when that was. You're just like, what? What were they thinking? Yeah, they were trying to get kind of like a quick little yeah, burner to, guy, and didn't work out. Look at how John Ross is doing for the Bengals. Great pick, Bengals. Yeah, so I think he reminds me. Um, I think he could be a really like almost a Doug Baldwin type. Um, you know, a little undersized, but plays aggressive, plays strong, plays bigger than what his size would say. Um, so I, I like those two picks. Now I think the next couple are maybe, I mean, I think the third pick with Jalen Hurd out of Baylor. Um, it's, you know, it's crazy. He played running back. He's what, six, five. Yeah. Um, that's so- an interesting guy. I didn't know much about him, so I had to look it up and where do you think he fits in? I think he's a somewhat of a project still. I think he's only played receiver for maybe I want to say one and a half years. Um, I I will say my thing that I'm excited for is I think Kyle Shanahan has a good way of using players in different positions. I've heard they might, you know, if they go five wide, they can drop him back in the backfield and he he can he can run the ball from that slot. Oh, that's awesome! They can do some wide receiver screens with him and some after the catch stuff. So um, I, I I like he still's got still got to work on some route running and he still has some times with some drops um, that you know most receivers at that level and his position wouldn't have. Yeah. Third at that point in the third round, um, I think it's an upside play because I mean you still had some guys. I think the receiver out of Ohio, um, uh, Iowa State was still available. Oh Butler, but yeah. um, that was a, but you know there were some concerns about him. And, you know I I will say that over the last couple of years I've trusted shanahan and john lynch's um they like like their guys system in their rebuild yeah Yeah, and i think it's it's i think they have a system that they want to run and they're going to find players that fit within that and that might mean now what's up with the kicker pick though the punter yeah the punter in the fifth or whatever it was or the fourth Uh, can we just skip over that yeah there we go (laughs) yeah dusty what are your thoughts on that people just like the main thing i heard was it's like still could have got him like a couple rounds later, but, but I guess if they really wanted to make sure they had him, there's there's the adage of when you get we want you so you have your guy you, you go get him right. That's true. Yeah, I guess just I'm pending. Okay it. It's it seemed kind of weird, but what if he is our punter for the next twenty years at the Niners and is amazing? That'd be awesome. One thing I wanted to ask um, both of you is, what's up with the running back situation? I liked the addition of Coleman because he played for Shanahan. In, with the Falcons, but it's starting to become a messy backfield. And Bereda was one of the best when he was healthy, and even when he was running injured, a- averaging over five yards a carry. Um, and McKinnon, we didn't see him at all last season. So those are kind of the three guys I'm thinking of. What are your thoughts on it? Um, and I feel like the Niners are going to put a 
running back in, and they're going to do their job. Like, if you have McKinnon. So, no one main back, but just switch no. through them, and when you're in, yeah. you're going to. Was it? I mean, it was best. McKinnon. He was out. Put in Brita. He wasn't supposed to be much of whatever, and then he's leading the league, what, two weeks in or whatever, and then he's awesome, and then he goes out, and I don't know. Who's the next one? Mozart, Mo- yeah. I think, was yeah. on there. Oster, I mean, and he did well. Mozart. So, I mean, What are your whatever. thoughts, Kyle? Who yeah. do you think is that? Let's ask this. It's early, but does one of those guys step up and, like, is the real starter? Because I think Coleman sort of gets the best chance of like, you know, the system and can you, he's always been second fiddle to Freeman. And I think if he stands out, he gets the first crack at like being the main guy or am I? No, I will say this is probably the biggest question of the off season outside of injuries for them. I think, you know, you don't want to get to a point where you're playing your practice squad running back at starter like they were in last year. Now they were at it at this point, so it didn't really make a difference. But um, I think having three very capable backs is better. And who knows? Jarek McKinnon hasn't played in 15 months. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's true. So you can't guarantee that he's going to play a whole season. Um, I think it's more insurance for them. Um, I think Coleman, you know, I think he had had a little back half of last year when Freeman went out. It was pretty disappointing that he was the featured guy and didn't deliver. Um, so maybe he's not a featured guy, but I, I think they'll play similar. Probably what um, Doug Peterson does in Philadelphia with Smallwood, Clement, and Ajayi when they were yeah. playing. They're all in which the rotation for fantasy is a nightmare. But I think for a team to have three fresh backs that can go in there and you know get you know ten to twelve touches a game. I mean, they're all getting paid the same, right? They don't get paid yeah, for if, touch. So if there's fresh care. legs, and I don't care who's scoring or fantasy i don't need those points i just need the niners to be good yeah so maybe the recommendation is no draft of niners running back in in your draft but from a a fandom standpoint i i would say that i at first was like man i wish they would have gotten you know a top flight receiver but you know who won the super bowl last year with julian edelman as their top receiver right yeah exactly and the thing i'm excited for is some more kittle me timbers time so yeah, so I think with mm-hmm. Kittle, he's the number oh. one receiver, man. So yeah, if you Just have feed Kittle, if you can have, a, a, I think you know a healthy running game. They have arguably this for one A, you know one B tight end with him and Kelsey. Um, and then Wait, you get who and you, Kelsey? I would say Kittle and Kelsey, number one, one and two yeah. in tight ends. Ennerts, I'd Kittle, say those three. Kittle are my top. Said he was number one okay. in this latest Sweet. article. Yeah, we, we have one. I love that game where Kelsey had set the record for tight end receiving yards in a season, right? And then, like twenty minutes later, the Chiefs game ended, or maybe it was still in progress. But then Kendall jumped over him. Yep, that was awesome. So yeah, so I was. I don't think they need that type receiver if Pettis and Samuel can be above average good possession i think they'll they'll be they'll be good and yeah and i, I want to see good goodwin still be in there but not necessarily have I the for, pressure of him. being You're the right. number one but just go out there and be a burner and he had pretty sure hands and he had some nice touchdowns last year where he just burned and when if you have jimmy instead of the backups maybe he has a couple more of those too yeah so i think you know and you hear reports come out today sherman at practice is saying Jimmy G's thrown in the tight windows. The ball's coming out quick. It looks good. Oh, I didn't hear that. I oh, like that. It, it gets it gets the, you know, you start you know, the hair in the back of the neck starts coming up. That's awesome. Um, I think I'm I'm excited with. I think it's 
the season of the ACL. So with McKinnon, mm. Jimmy G, Jason Verrett, if they can all come back healthy, I think they're a uh, eleven and five. Let's go to team. let's go to that next. I wanted to cover really quick a couple things on defense. You and Dusty talked offense. I love Alexander at linebacker, and I want to see him stay healthy. And if he does, I think his speed and just going sideline to sideline is going to be amazing. And then I definitely love the D line. We've invested so much in the D line, and I want to see Buckner go off this year. I want to see D Ford coming over from the Chiefs going off. I want to see Boza leading all rookies, defensive rookie of the year. Those are the things I'm excited about. And some of the questions in the secondary, I think a lot of those things are solved with what you said. If Verrett stays healthy, that helps so much. It also helps a weak secondary. Not not enough time to throw the ball. Exactly. Yep, invest in the D-line, and but they're going to have to get out after people you hear if my, they can. My surprise pick of the year. What's that? Comeback player of the year for the NFL, Solomon Thomas. Really? That would be amazing. There's a lot of people that wanted to drop him, a lot of people that wanted to write him off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason he went number three. Um, I think from the reports and what I've read, there's a lot of stuff that went on in his personal life. There was some mental stuff that just wasn't the right headspace, wasn't putting the time in. And all that seems to be be flipped. And, and if he's there with the, that that depth, that's what I mean. Buckner's a, a star. Armstead, yeah, he's a, he's. A, I think he's a good rotational player. But you know, you hear well, it, it's but it's going to be Buckner and Thomas in the middle, getting that middle push. Uh, it, and if Thomas can do it, amazing. D Ford and Bosa coming off the edge. I think I, I think they could have. I mean, you you. I mean, I think the Rams take a step back because Sue's not there anymore, but. Um, I think they have potential to be the top D defensive line in the league, which for the oh, night, yeah. I mean, that's back to the Justin Smith mm-hmm. um, days. I mean, they're Alden always, Smith, Justin Smith. Yeah, it was oh, just yeah. elite where they, they only had to rush four and they still got the same pressure. And that's what made them so good. And then exactly. you have obviously Willis and Bowman were just legit. So, yeah. Well, let's go to our picks and uh, then we'll wrap up the Niners for now until we talk to you a little bit before the season gets started. So on the picks, I don't even necessarily want to go in and debate like why you think it's a win or a loss, but let's just get our wins and losses, and then we'll update them one more time before the season starts. So none of these are set in stone, but at this point, um, at the end of May, let's uh, get the pick. So we open up at Tampa Bay um, on Sunday, uh, September 8th. Is Tampa Bay a win or a loss? Dusty? Win. Very nice. Kyle? Win. Kwan Alexander has 15 tackles in that game. Oh, dude, revenge game right off the bat. Amazing. So I say win as well. Week two, away again. Um, East again, it's Cincinnati. And so um, Dusty, Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Win. Okay, I say win as well. So we're 2-0 heading into Pittsburgh. Um, No, not heading into Pittsburgh, our first home game. So home opener versus Pittsburgh in week three. Dusty? I, I'm overthinking. I think it'll be a win. I think they're, I think I think it'll be a win. Amazing, Kyle. Yeah, I'm at the agree. I mean, I I feel like I'm saying a homer, but I feel like those are three yeah winnable games. And now I think the back to back East Coast coming home. When is it? What's what's the day, the day of the week? Uh, Sunday. All three. Of the first okay. ones are Sunday. And I think it's a win. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say loss, just because if they're three and zero heading in, they have an early bye week four. Right. If they're three and zero heading into the bye. I think I'm buying tickets for 
the week five game and going to Monday night. Who, um, sorry, this is let me check before. Yeah, who does Pittsburgh play? But I'm going to say a loss because I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm getting too excited that they might be three and zero. They play Seattle um, at home on a Sunday, 11 a.m. game. Okay. No, I just I was if you know if they're playing New England on a Sunday night game. Oh, high I emotions see. not to travel to the West Coast, but okay, you okay. have you have the win. So you and Dusty have them at three and zero going into bye. I have two and one. Then they come out of bye um, with Monday night football at home versus the Browns. Yeah, uh, Dusty, Ooh. win or loss. See, that's a, like I feel like I have to say a loss, but I don't. I mean, that's Browns are going to be tough. And I can't believe I just said that. They're gonna be. So you think they beat Pitt, but then no, what are you I gonna think say? they're gonna win or loss to win. I think they're gonna beat Browns. Them at okay, home. you're gonna beat Monday them. night football at home. We might have to coming get off the bye go. week. That's the one. Like if they lost to Pittsburgh, let's say it's a close game. It's like okay, that's one thing. But they're they gonna, better beat the Browns coming yeah. off bye week. Monday night football at home. I, I it's a win. Awesome, Kyle. This is. I mean, the Browns are what the biggest mystery in the NFL this year. They're, for sure, you know there could. I mean, some people have them to win their division for the first time, and who knows? Some people have them at seven and nine. So, um, I, I'll say win. I mean, I, I like. I think like you just said, I'm, I'm saying they're going four and zero, which has never happened at this this point in in a long time. But it's hard for me to say that they, that they don't they don't get up for that game, um, yeah. especially if they're all if they're healthy. I think they come out and put Baker on his back a couple times. Perfect. I like it. Close game, maybe an overtime, or do you think they win convincingly? I'm going to say win as well. I think close game, though. I'll say convincingly. Okay. Kyle? Uh, I, I would say they win by a touchdown. Okay, cool. So we're a little bit all over the board there, but all three wins. Next, they go Sunday, then short week, so Monday night game into Sunday at the Rams. There's my first loss of the season. Okay, loss at the Rams, Dusty Kyle. Yeah, I think it's a good. I think they're the game gets hyped because they're both still, uh, you know three and one, four and zero, both teams. But the Rams went to Super Bowl last year, and they're still a really good team. So. Yeah, they're still good. I'm gonna say a loss as well. I do hope that they battle hard, maybe have a chance to win and just barely lose, and it gives them confidence. And they're like, oh, you know, we can probably take Big Brother down now. You know, we're not gonna let the Rams pick on us anymore. Um, then they're on the road again. So two away games. This is definitely East Coast, Far East Coast, DC. So the Redskins, uh, the next Sunday, win or loss. So I think at this point they're going to get tired. Eleven a.m. game game over there. I'm going to call this as a loss. Okay, uh, d- uh, Kyle. Yeah, similar wavelength. I think they get up for the Rams game. I think it's hard fought. They lose by. You know, it's 20, you know, 31, 28. They barely lose. Come back. The the team they should beat, you know, especially if Haskins is starting there. Um, you know, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know if – who's the other quarterback? They, they, they Keenum? Uh, Keenum, yeah. Yeah, so Keenum starts for a couple of games. This might be Haskins' first start. They get all That's pumped. what I'm predicting. They Haskins' get all first up. start. And then they've the Redskins come out to play just to kind of prove a point. So See, I'm going to say win – because I think it's Haskins' first start, and he gets blown up. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Heavy pressure. The red, I can see how it's a tough game, um, second week on the road, East Coast, but the Redskins are bad. If we can't beat the Redskins, this is going to be a bad season. So I agree with your take or like your reasons of why it may be a loss. I'm going to say win. I hope they keep, don't lose yeah, to the Redskins. No the big... Redskins are terrible, man. Yeah. 
There's no good quarterbacks from Ohio State that play in the NFL. So yeah, exactly. None. So then they come back home against Carolina Sunday game, uh, two oh five. Dusty Carolina is that a win or a loss? Win. They're gonna crush him. Crushing Cam, huh? Yeah. Cam's not gonna play. Ooh, is he gonna be hurt by I that think, point? I think, I think Cam sits out the whole season. They put McCaffrey in it, uh, quarterback slash running back <laughs> threat. He'll throw to himself. And this guy's amazing. Fantasy MVP. Yeah. They're gonna crush him. I do like McCaffrey for fantasy. I definitely want that to be a win. I'm gonna say a win. Kyle, that's a win at home. Kill. I feel like it's similar to the Redskins. Carolina's a better team, but I just want to be like, dude, if we can't beat Carolina at home, why are we even showing up? So I hope that's a win. Next one um, is at the Cardinals. Are we all going to say that's a win? Come yeah. on. Okay, we better beat the Cardinals. Yes. Then we get our first matchup with Seattle, Boo. and it is at home. It's on uh, Monday the 11th of November, and it is an ESPN game, so Monday Night Football. Dusty win or loss? I, I ha- it has to be a win. I can't. It has to be a win. Yeah. Kyle? I, I think it's hard for me to not – I think that the leadership loss of the Seahawks this year will finally show. I think they've everyone said take a step back last year. They kind of did. I mean, they just ran the ball and held on to it and won a couple close games. But at some point, you know, they gave Russell that money and they limited themselves in some other cap spots. But when you lose Chancellor and Baldwin from a leadership standpoint, I think eventually it's going to pay. So I think the Seahawks take a big step back and they win this game pretty easily. Awesome. I like that. I'm going to say a win as well. And I'd like to see a deep bomb from Wilson to DJ Metcalf to start the game off, and we're kind of like, oh, no, what's going to happen? And then they don't score again, and we beat them like 28-7 or something, 31-7. Okay, Knicks is Cardinals. Can we just say another win? Yeah. Win. Okay, this one's at home. Does that mean we have them at 8-2 and two right now, Dustin? Yeah, it does. Oof. I know. That's and what I, I was am thinking, I the too. Same? I mean, I, oh, yeah, because I said win on Washington. So I have Pittsburgh and... Rams is a loss. You guys have Rams and Redskins. And Redskins. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? Okay. It feels weird saying eight and two at this point, doesn't it? It does. That's we are fans, so we can, yeah. like I this said, we can correct this. A, yeah, it might be a little biased, but we're hopeful. But do you really? I I don't feel that way though. I feel like these are teams that they should be better than. You know, last yes, should be. I think last year, but they let, got, let's say week one with the Bucks. I want to go to the Bucks and win, but with. Bruce there? Does he turn them around? Are they awesome? That's true. Arians got rid of McCoy, but then just signed Sue. I mean, Mike if, Evans. Like, if, can he turn Winston around? If Winston's not arrested and he's playing, he's he's tough to beat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I yeah, I just think that there's tough games on here, but I I feel good about what these I next so four far. are going to be big. So yeah, so then we go. So Cardinals, Seattle Cardinals. We got through those. Then we're home versus the Packers. It's a Sunday afternoon game. Dusty, is that a win? It's a loss. Okay, loss at home to the Packers. Yeah. Kyle, what do you think? Um, I want to say it's a win because I think they lose. I mean, I think I'm just looking at the schedule. Look at the next two. Um, I don't, I don't think the Packers. I think Aaron Jones is a good player. I think they sure short up some of the defensive stuff, but I still think they're. Yeah, they're I, I'm going to say win as well because we almost beat them with um, Bethard last year. Yeah. I mean, they're and they've made some changes. They did have some nice defensive free agent signings, but man, I really hope we can win that game. Yeah, and they've actually played historically played the Packers really tough. 
Mm-hmm. And I when mean, when Boza attacks off the edge and hurts Rodgers, then it's really easy to win yeah. when they put in their backup. Yeah. So that could happen. Then we go at Baltimore. So, Dusty, what do you think about at Baltimore? See, I'm going to call that one a win. In a very close game, I'll call that a win. Okay. Kyle? I'm going to go. That'll, that'll be a loss. I think Baltimore is a tough place to play. Where are we at? In the, we're end of November. Middle of November could be a snow game, could be a pounded out. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm. I'm not as high on Lamar Jackson as some people are, unless he learns the throw all of a sudden. But I think they still have a pretty good defense, and it's just a tough place to play. So I'm gonna say a win because I. The thing I like about them at this point in the schedule is they played the Cardinals twice, and I think Kyler Murray give playing him is gonna give them a blueprint of what it's like against a running quarterback. Hopefully they make adjustments off of that. And Lamar's different. The Ravens system's a little different. Um, but that will be a true test to see if the Niners can stop the run, that's for sure. I'll call it a win. And then next we have at New Orleans. So at Baltimore, then back-to-back weeks away at New Orleans. Dusty? Win. I think the Ooh. the rush gets to him. Nice. I oh, think our secondary, gets I think our secondary picks him up. And Bold call. Wow, I, I like that. Yeah, that's Kyle. Fine. What are you gonna say on this one? I I, I think there I think there'll be a loss. I think the Saints are probably one of the top three teams. I think win the Super Bowl. I think Alvin. Kamara, yeah, they're gonna think, be coming back strong. I think Kamara's they're they're pissed. Kamara, I think give, will be unleashed. Michael Thomas, um, Drew yeah. Brees. Is, I think it's definitely gonna be a game where the Niners to win. The Niners' offense is gonna have to play amazing. Their defense is gonna have to play good, but they they don't have to completely contain breeze like the saints are going to score but it's can our offense keep up with the scoring right yeah and i mean we haven't seen jimmy g play in a really tough environment i mean the last game the lot would be in the chiefs game and he got injured halfway through right so well this is at the end of the season so hopefully at this point if our predictions sure. are correct he he's has been a little bit battle tested <laughs> yes. yes and he's still playing <laughs> so that- i'm going to say for that one a loss then we come back home for the Falcons, a uh, little revenge game there or grudge match game with Shanahan. Dusty Falcons at home. Win. Kyle? Yeah, win as well. I'm going to say a loss. I think the Falcons ban- bounce back. Their offense really excelled last year, but they had so many injuries on defense. It was like a hot knife through butter watching their defense try to stop the run. Um, then last two games. We stay at home for the Rams. Rams come to us this time. Dusty, is that a win or a loss? That's a loss. I Kyle? think we lose. So we both lose times. both times to the yeah. Rams. Yeah. That could cost us. I know. I'm gonna go win here. Okay. Um gosh, I must I think I have them like at 14 and 3 now, don't I? Mm-hmm. Or no, 12 and 3. Um but yeah, I think I think they I think I think that I think this is a game that, that gets them into the playoffs. I'm worried about this one. I'm going to say a loss and it it's going to be a big game and I'd like it to be a win, but I I don't know. I'm hoping they can make the adjustments from the first game. If they can, maybe they'll have a shot and health-wise for both teams, whoever's healthier at the last of the season, that definitely helps too. But I'm going to say a loss to the Rams and then we finish the season Yes. at Seattle. Yeah. And so 
you, I have a couple more losses than you guys, but even on mine, they could still be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. A wild card team pending this last game. For you guys, same thing. Maybe they're looking at seeding. But do they win at Seattle this year? See, last game of the season. That's a tough one because part of me thinks, okay, maybe they're going to shut. Maybe not shut them down, but they're going to like kind of slow. Oh, you think they have enough wins that they don't have to play? Well, I mean, I think they'll play, but I think they'll... Well, based off Jesse's record, they are. They're... I think they're going to slow down a little bit. So are we going to need the win? I don't think so. But it's Seattle. I mean, I feel like you spank them every time you can. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm going to say a loss. Kyle, what do you think? I think they win. I think the Niners are going to be fighting for seed. I think the Rams and Saints are the top two seeds. Do you think maybe it's a situation where Seahawks have a down year and they yeah, are kind of trying, but they're not? I think they're out okay. of it. I think they're... I'm still going to say a loss because I'm too. thinking they're going to be playing hard still for, I guess, maybe a playoff spot, Nick and Nick with us, but I hope it's not that case. Yeah, I think we're obviously not looking at the other schedules those teams are playing as well, too. I mean, yeah. they, based off, I like the fact that they have two of their East Coast trips back-to-back at the beginning because you're the most healthy, the most fresh at this point, you know, with Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. So I think those are tough. I mean, they go to the East Coast, what? They go to Baltimore and Washington. That's four. Is that the only four? Oh, e- and, e- and East Saints. Coast is um, so, I mean, Tampa Bay at Cincinnati, at Washington, at, the Saints. at Baltimore, at Saints. Those are far East Coast. The only West Coast away games are are – division which are closer to us yeah so i think the last year they got their schedule was tough because they had to play the afc west with you know when they had when san diego and kansas yeah those games are closer so not as much travel but that's a loaded division yeah so um i think they got a little bit easier schedule with um getting to play um some of the so it sounds like they're playing with the nfc south and who's the other who are they playing the afc I'm trying to think off the top of my head. The North, Pittsburgh, Bengals, yeah. Browns, and Ravens. So, yeah, so I think their season, you know, that Browns game is a pretty pivotal point. Because, um, I mean, I think I have them going 7-1 and one at home, mm-hmm. kind of based off my um, rankings. I think, I do think some... Shoot, I have them, if, if I remember this right, we can correct it in post, but I have them at 9-7 and seven with losing the last four games. I the hope that doesn't four? happen. Yeah. So I have them at nine and three, and then they lose to Saints, Falcons, Rams, Seahawks. Wow. Gosh darn it. What have I done? <laughs> I you? better be wrong. <laughs> oh, man. We no, can but... still correct it closer to the season. Yes, starting. we can. Yeah, but I think I'm looking at some of those teams that have historically just have, you know, name brand. I think the Steelers, the Packers jump to my mind. I, I'm a little unsure about them. I think they're just, I mean, you can't. Antonio Brown's gone. The Packers didn't, I don't think, did enough to reload and put enough around Aaron Rodgers. That's kind of been the story of the offseason in their in their camp. Um, so I think those teams won't be as historically um, dominant. Now the Pittsburgh's still good. The they, problem I, is though is we're not dominant either. We we are hopeful and we have we're loading up on talent. We this year was a great couple draft picks matched with some great free agents, which is nice to see. But we talked Dusty and I talked about this in one of the oh with Kara on episode mm-hmm. one. It's just like they seem like a little bit of a paper tiger. I want to see it on the field. Sure. Yeah. So when it starts happening, I'll be so happy. I will but say I thought that until then was for this last year. It uh, people were putting this like Jimmy G on a pedestal, 
and there's still the defense had so many questions. Now the defense didn't have, I mean, you have Buckner who developed, who became elite. Bosa, Ford, Warner, the linebacker, you know, Warner, an amazing rookie linebacker. Kwan Alexander. I mean, like you have, yeah, people add that, Alexander now. I mean, and then Verrett is almost like a, a cherry on top if he comes back healthy and plays well. I mean, and everything, all the reports say that he's ready to prove himself. And so. don't forget D Ford. He was yeah. tearing things up in Kansas City. So I look at it different. I look at this year, they're not being, last year, they were everyone's sleeper, Darlene. I still feel like they had some holes. Like, you know, now that you have Kittle, who's... People were a little wishful last year, but you're seeing things in place now. Yeah, and I think their schedule last year, they were they had a lot tougher schedule. When I looked at it, I was like, oh, maybe 10 and 6, best case scenario. This, I mean, like, we, we just talked, and 12 and 4, I don't feel like is If they're what we think they could be, mm-hmm. 12 and 4 is a real possibility. I like I that. would say 11 and 5, 10 and 6, I would say is probably more reasonable. Any final comments on the Niners, Dusty? No, I'm so excited. I know we're gonna have to revisit this, but stay healthy. Stay yeah, I'm just healthy. Excited I, for the season, and, I, and yeah, health fun. would be nice. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, cool. Go Niners! Great to chat about it, and we'll have to come back and look at this and see how close we were on some of our predictions. 